You're listening to the TC3 Parent Podcast with your hosts, Andy Brown, Emily Dreisbach, and April Okerson. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to our TC3 Parent Podcast Season 2 episodes here on whatever listening device you are using. Um, and uh, I, am, uh, I am very, very excited today because today... For all of you, because we love you all so much, we are doing a bonus kind of episode. And I want to say, everybody say hello to April Okerson and Emily Dreisbox. Oh, wait, they're not here because we want to do something a little different today for everybody. Today, we are doing something a little different. We are having our good friend and producer... James. What up, everybody? I got James, a microphone you today. You have a microphone today. Our producer has never had. Now, you've had two seasons of this, James. We've done this. Uh, you and I have been doing these for two seasons now. That is facts. And and you have not once had a microphone. I have not. I just yell in the background. You Sheesh, just, what geez, up? What up? Hey, from the background. <laughs> and you're like, okay, James. Yeah, that's James. Now, your face is not on our picture. It is I'm not. I'm wondering if this episode means that you have now... Put your face on the Mount Rushmore of the TC3 Parent Podcast. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> you are such a humble person. Look at that. Like, <laughs> no, you're like, yes, I need it now. You have never once asked for that. It's always been like me, Miles, April, and Emily. Listen, I like producing the podcast. It's fun. This is fun. This is like the, the highlight. It's taught me a new skill that I've been wanting to hone in. And it has allowed me to do that. Okay, you just gave away everything that we try to, we boost you up as being like the number one producer of the world. Like, oh, I've never done this before. I just like, I hit a button here. It says green go. The product's in the pudding. <laughs> the product's in the, it is a good podcast though, man. <laughs> this has been awesome. Man, you you are, uh, we're doing something different today because we want to uh, highlight something that you have the uh, the experience of. Um, and and uh, Emily and April and I, we all talked about it and said, man, this is going to be a great episode because there's there's a reach here. And I, I don't remember ever hearing this on a another podcast series or seeing it anywhere. I've seen articles. I've read things about it. But um, today, I want to talk to everybody. We want to talk to you, especially because you have the most experience, about life of a missionary kid. Uh, James... Mm. Now, it appears that like would whoa, be me. that would be you. You are a MKer. We're just going to say MKer. You're Boom. a missionary kid and a PKer. I'm and a PKer. Boom. Pastor's kid, missionary PK. kid. I got it all. You got it all. You you are the culmination of. You are the end product. You are held together, glued together with monsters and pizza. Yes, uh, that is your life. Um, but there's a lot of reality that goes and comes out of. Families who out there might be listening and considering, or maybe you've, you've had some sort of thought in your background, like, hmm, I want to bring my child into the missionary field. I want to, we want to do it short term. We, I'd love to take my, my, my kids out there to the missionary field. I'd love to do it long term, short term. But I don't know what the first steps are. And most importantly, what is the impact this is going to have on my family? So, James, I want to, since you got the mic, I want to <laughs> let you just, um, just give us a quick quick whatever yeah a background where you were born where how you ended up here at tc3 uh 23 years later 24 24 sorry 24 i forgot birthday sorry i had a birthday had a birthday that's right sorry my bad 24 years later here you are but where'd you start and uh you know it's crazy whenever people ask me this because i don't realize how many different places i've kind of been around till i go through this but it'll be it's Super simple, I promise. Um, I was born in Lynchburg, Virginia. My dad graduated from Liberty University, so we kind of like started out down oh, there. Go Flames. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's right. Um, after that, we ended up in Pennsylvania. My dad was a pastor at a church there for eight or nine years, something like that. And um, it was at that time, I kind of like did my elementary years there. Um, and then 2006, we had a family meeting, and that was when my dad said he was feeling called to be a missionary, and as well as my mom. And how old were you at 2006? That would be... Nine. Nine. Okay. Yes. I'm trying to do the math in my head. Nine. Okay. Yes. And so, yeah, so that was crazy. So we kind of like started going down that track. Um, 2008, we moved to France for language school. And so that's kind of where like the missionary thing, we finally like left the country. So that was two days after Christmas, December 27th, 2008. <laughs> oh my goodness. Is when my family left the country. Did um, you ask about Santa? Say, is Santa in France? Did you no, ask that question? I, I never was like a big, like, okay. Santa. I just, just like, eh, no, just, it is what it is. Okay. <laughs> um, so, moved to France, did that for about like a year, and then moved to Togo, West Africa. Togo. Um, Togo. Let's go. Um, and where's Togo exactly? Togo is right above the equator, kind of mm -hmm. on the hump. 
is next to Ghana. Burkina okay. Faso is up north. And you got Benin to the east. Awesome. It's kind of like a really small, skinny country there. Um, there's not much to it, but it is my home, so mm-hmm. I love it there. All right. Um, spent a couple years there. Came back from my freshman year of high school for furlough. Um, okay. Went back after furlough to Af- to Togo again. And then spent came back. a year in the States. Yes. Just your freshman year. Yes. And then went back. And then I went back. And okay. then I came back my senior year. Came back your which senior year. Which was not originally the plan. I was going to come back from freshman year of college, but okay. God just had other other plans. Okay. But uh, we ended up coming back my senior year. And so, yeah, kind of like doing your like senior year when you haven't really been around, it's definitely an interesting experience. Mm. But um, through that, I went to college. That was an interesting interesting time. Um, came back home, started working, and then God opened a door to go to Word of Life Bible Institute down in Florida. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I did that. I just really wanted to like lead worship and do stuff. They had a worship band. And I was like, ooh, I want to audition for that and go on. So for those of you who don't know, I'm a musician. Mm-hmm. Yep. I like to lead worship. I sing and play guitar. Um, so I went down to World Life Bible Institute outside of Tampa. Um, there I met some of my best friends, toured on the worship band. It was a great experience. Like learned a lot about Jesus, the gospel, even more about ministry. Um, moved back home. I was barista at Starbucks. I was a manager, you know, barista life. Mm. Um, and then my best friend down outside of Tampa, he was also on the band with me. He uh, bought a house in Tampa and said, hey, you should move down. And me, being the Enneagram 7, who's always down for adventure and change, said, mm-hmm. heck yeah. So um, two years ago, I moved down to Florida just because why not? Transferred my stores right. and everything. Just why not? Let's go. Literally, that's why. <laughs> why not? I was like, <laughs> I have a lot of cool connections down in Florida. I got plugged in at a church over there outside of Tampa, Idlewild. So mm-hmm. if you're over in Tampa, shout out to Idlewild. Um, did that. Was a barista at another place there. And then... Come January 2021, it's 2021, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's 2021. 2021, yep. um, I got a phone call from a guy named Miles, who you might wow. know from season one. I've um, heard of Miles. There was a, a mutual connection are you from my time yeah. at Liberty, mm-hmm. who had kind of just been like, hey, are you looking for like a full-time like worship job? And I was like, yeah. And then he put me in touch with Miles, mm-hmm. and then the rest is history. And that's how I ended up in Stewart, Dude, Florida. That's awesome. Because so Miles brief. is also... A uh, Liberty guy. As he well. is a Liberty so, grad. So he's a Liberty grad. They had a tough weekend, man. They they what the Mississippi State? I think they lost to Mississippi State. No, no Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Ole Miss. If it was right. Mississippi State, I would have been more mad. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say <laughs> it was a closer game than when people thought it was gonna be. But um, it was a closer game than it should have been. Should have been. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it was yeah. bad. It was bad. But <laughs> still uh, love Malik Willis. But golly, but yeah, we'll, we'll wipe those tears away right now. Um, it, it, but going, so you've been all over the place, all over, literally, you've been all over the world. Yes. All, through <laughs> Europe, through Africa, through the States, back and forth. Um, and this is this is the interesting thing. Uh, in getting ready for this, this uh, podcast, a lot of questions came to my mind mm-hmm. about this. Um, Matthew uh, Matthew 28 talks about the Great Commission. You know, the, the, Jesus takes the 11 disciples, went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus told them to go, and he saw them, he worshiped them, and uh, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teach them the way to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am always with you to the very end of the age. And when it's not in that Bible verse... Our wives and children. <laughs> I don't think it was eleven disciples and their wives and your tag along kids. Yeah, for sure. So none of those people were included on the mountainside, but I'm sure Jesus was thinking about them. Uh, we don't exactly know as far as their the the the. I, I top of my head, I can't think like which of those guys were. Um, were married and then had families. Continue for on. Sure. Those are things that that you'd have to do some research on, but uh, but. Here's the thing. God called us to have the Great Commission, each one of us, the Great Commission. The Great Commission is different for everybody. Would you agree? Oh, 100%. Okay. So in knowing that, and knowing that it's different for everybody, um, some people have, have a very different calling in going into full-time missionary life. Um, what were some of the, the joys that you experienced, the things that you're like, man, this just was the best thing ever i like me just as a human being mm-hmm. i just love people okay and i love meeting people and so the idea that i got to travel around and just like whether it was france um i went straight into public school in france i we moved to france december 27th 2008 january 2nd 2009 i was in french public school i knew how to say hello and where's the toilet so <laughs> that was the two worst things i, I learned and then yes but my love of people is what like got me to learn French so fast because like, I was like, Oh, I want to talk yeah. to people. I want to get to know these people. And it just like, it was so like, just, it's just fun. Like whether it was playing soccer outside in Togo, mm-hmm. just like, 
I, I don't know. It's just fun. I'm such like an adventure seeker. And I was blessed to have a life of adventure. Right. And so that was like the joy that when I look back, it's like, dang, I got to do some really cool things. Mm-hmm. And it has played so much in just like my attitude and things today because um, okay. all that. I don't know if that makes sense. It's a really broad joy, but I just love the adventure and like the fun of it all. Like, of course, I was like hard things. Like, I miss my grandparents. Mm-hmm. I miss there's things in America that I right. miss 100%. But like overall, like the adventure and the fun, like. So, so that that brings the next part. Now, because we're talking about the joys, so what are some of the challenges? I want to I want to use the word challenges because I don't want to say bad experiences because everybody had bad experience. But what are the challenges that you, as a missionary kid, had? Yeah. Um. So, you do miss out on a lot. I'm just gonna like throw that out there. You miss what? You miss out on a lot. Oh, miss out. Okay. Yes. Miss out on a and lot. so, yeah. like, America is such like it's a, different... a good place. Like, it's it's not Africa. You it's got Africa, so many no. opportunities here. Mm-hmm. And so, are you, are you more limited abroad? Do you notice oh, that you were you're, more? You're definitely more limited. I think. Every, it, I yeah. think it depends what you enjoy to do. Okay. Yeah. So for myself as a musician, mm-hmm. I was definitely limited okay. my time there. Which yeah. this isn't like a bad thing. It's just like one of the challenges. Like right. there was a lot more like self discipline and having to like learn stuff myself. There wasn't like youth group bands to go like play guitar, and it wasn't that there wasn't music, but like the music style in Africa isn't like you know, okay. style here. You know what I mean? So like, that was just like one thing that like when I had an opportunity to come back to America and be on a youth group band and stuff, I was like ready to go. I was super excited. But it's sometimes like I would be like, dang, I wish I could be on the youth group band because I came back my freshman year of high mm-hmm. school. So I had that opportunity for a while I was back and then I left and you- I came back my senior year, kind of did the same thing and then left. Like, okay. Do, do you think that your parents recognize that? Oh, they 100% They saw did. they saw that they were, that you were challenged yeah. in that area, that you were lacking maybe some of your God-given gifts and not be able to use them? So, like, they did a really good job at allowing me, especially when it came to, like, the worship leading, to give me opportunities to lead, whether it was the missionaries Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So, with what we had and the things that were there, they were always pushing me and trying their best to give me opportunities to do what I loved. So, there was never a time where there wasn't, like, people trying to help me get in those spots. It's just, like, the level of things just was not the same. Does that make sense? Yeah. So. So, so they, they did their best. 100%. So parents out there, if you are considering um, missionary work in your family or doing missionary local or abroad, whatever it is, um, I think, James, what you're saying is you need to know your child's personalities. Yes. What, what are they going to be able to add? Because uh, do you feel like you added anything to your family's abilities to do things out in Togo? Oh, 100 So I just, before we start, like, I think I'm going to, like, probably answer some future questions, but mm-hmm. I think I need to answer these questions now before okay. we keep going forward. Yeah, 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 go ahead. Um, one thing that I like, I love about my family and the way we went about all this, and we have talked about this on the Parent Podcast before. Are you sucking up to your family right now? No. Oh, I love my family. I, mean, no. I love my family. Are but you expecting like, like, great things for Christmas? They're all the way in Zambia. There's a, so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. No, but uh, one thing, it's like you look back, and even we've talked about this on the Parent Podcast before, but they included us in everything. Oh, that's, that's important. So you're so saying- So in 2006, in, yeah. the, the sit-down conversation wasn't, we're going on the mission field, suck it up. It was, hey, we believe God's calling us this way. Okay. You should pray about it. We're going to pray about it. Because at that point, 2006, we didn't know where we were going. In mm. fact, my mom said anywhere but Africa. Your mom said anywhere but Africa. Yes. You know, Amy said the same thing. When we moved to Arkansas, and I don't have anything against Arkansas, she actually had a, a list of places that she would never, ever visit, and we ended up living there for two years. <laughs> Arkansas, she, I mean, uh, anybody from Arkansas, it's it's known as the armpit of America mm-hmm. um, by many people, not just uh, some people I know. I've heard that a lot, even for people who are Kansians. Um they're like, this is the armpit of America, but you know, I liked it there, and she liked it. We actually grew to know some good people there, so it was sort of like a short-term missionary field for us there. Yeah. All right, yeah, uh, but um, yeah, so that yeah, experience. They were like super inclusive in that, and like as like things would go, and then it was like they finally like found where they were feeling called to go. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, um, we've been praying. I think Togo, West Africa, is the place we're going to go visit. Right, we're going to come back with pictures and everything. We're going to tell you all about it, and it's like, cool, let's do it. Um, even fast forward, they've kept that going even when we decided to come off the mission field for a little bit. Right, right. They communicated that with us. And that's why I came back my senior year of high school. It was like, hey, I know this wasn't the plan, but what do you guys think? And it's like, hey, let's do it. And then even I'm out of the house now. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a call last fall, I think, something like that. Mm-hmm. And I got a phone call and I was like, hey, we have this opportunity to go back to Africa and like do mission work. And we really feel like this is a good opportunity. 
are you okay? Because at this point, I was out of the house. I was living, but it's like... So they were going to go without you. Was yeah, they so were inviting going, you to they, come. They weren't but, inviting me to come, but they just were like, yeah. are you okay? Yeah. Like, what do you feel about that? And mm-hmm. I so was like, heck cool. yeah, go. Because I, my dad's passion is to train pastors. That now, is what he loves. And I was like, heck yes, do it. Let's go. If you felt... Let me ask you this. If you had felt um, that it was not a good call for your parents to go back, would you have said that? That's a hard question because okay. I, don't, I, don't, I, know, I don't know how to put myself in those shoes, but yeah. like there was no doubt in my mind that that's where. Okay. That my family loves it sounds like, Africa. Yeah. My family, like my sister's about to get married to a Mozambican pastor and they're going to end up living in Mozambique. Like my family just loves Africa. I love Africa. It sounds like you guys have that connection and that we talk about that in parent podcasts a lot. Please go back. If this is your first one, go back. This oh, is This sure. is just, I mean, this... You hear us talk about communication a lot. Um, it sounds like this dialogue didn't just happen over one or two coffees. It happened over years. And it's just yes. an attitude and a, uh, um, a, 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 a discipline, I guess, is the right way to say it. Or discipline in the family that, that your communication is going to be at always available. Like, like you could, I'm not going to shut you down. You're going to say your thing. You may be wrong, <laughs> all right? <laughs> but you're still going to have your chance to speak. Yes. All right, all right. Yes, it's great. Sweet. So let's let's switch gears a little bit here. Let's right. talk about you all right. as a missionary kid. All right. What would you say? And I'm, I'm, I'm looking at my list of questions here, and I'm trying to figure out like what to go first. But I want to say, did you experience any labels as a kid? Because you had the experience of going back and forth. I'm going to talk about, were you labeled as a kid? Because it's one of the things that parents have to know. Missionary kids, PKers, pastor kids, missionary kids— they are going to have labels. What were some of the labels that you know that you had? Oh, like the labels, it is what it is. But like, there's always that thought that's like, oh, he's goody two shoes or like. Goody two shoes. Okay. Or yeah. that's like yeah. the biggest one. Just like, yeah. oh, he's going to follow all the rules. Like that's kind of like the main two that like, I feel like I got labeled with a lot. God's Boy Scout. Yes. Kind of right. like that kind yeah. of stuff. But. Mm-hmm. And I'm a Boy Scout too. I'm an Eagle Scout. I, love, I, love, I say that with all respect to the Scouts because, yeah. I'm a very relational person, so mm-hmm. I don't. Sometimes, like, the labels would really frustrate me. My freshman mm-hmm. year of high school, when I came back, was, like, super, super hard because I didn't know how to handle some of the labels. Mm-hmm. And I – because those were the labels. But, like, in high school, it's different than elementary school when you're a pastor's kid. So it's kind of like – that was kind of a rough time. Um, but besides that, like, one year, I've – I feel like relationally it's been – I've never really had too bad of an issue. Like, I never okay. – I know some people have had, like, the I worst was, time. Like, I, was say, I have missionary kids and – as a kids who have had the hardest time adjusting, like when they get off the mission field, or like mm-hmm. they just can't like break it. And well, that's so why the pastor's kid stereotype is there because yes. then the problem is they're like so they're so defined by the labels good two shoes. They get so sick and tired of it. Like, right. why is it a joke that the pastor's kids rebel? Why are the pastor kids always the bad ones at camp? Like, the stereotypes there because I think people let those labels define them. Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. I don't know how I'm blessed, but right. for the most part, those labels didn't really like they didn't hurt. affect you. They didn't as really much. affect me yeah. too much okay. as. It does other people. So, like, mm-hmm. thank God for that. But yeah. um, I can, I definitely understand why there are those missionary kids and stuff, especially missionary kids who, like, mm-hmm. come back and you're in a third world country and then you come back for college and it's just like, oh, my goodness. Right. America's really different. <laughs> it's different. Did, did you think that America was uh, really backwards? So I left America when I was, like, 10. Mm-hmm. And so I think I had enough. Mm-hmm. Not, I want to say understanding, but I kind of knew what America was mm-hmm. and all about. And I adapt very well. So I don't think I had any, like, backwards. Okay. There's some things I think people care about that's, like, too much. And there are things right. sometimes where I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, it's not that big of a deal. But yeah, okay. culture is culture. So, like, mm-hmm. if some of the things I would see here, if, like, those people were in Africa and they acted like that, I'd be like, all right, yeah, calm down. <laughs> calm down. <laughs> what were uh, – you talk about some other, other – um missionary kids, pastor kids that you've talked about, um, you know, without, we're not going to say the name, right. of course, but uh, what were some of the things that that you saw and you witnessed in other families where you thought that didn't go very well? That was one of those, um, yeah, that family just didn't do it right. What, what were some mistakes that you saw from other families um, in, in how they handled transitions or coming back or, or the whole getting off the ground? Yeah, I don't really got it from the pastor's kids side of things, but yeah. when the missionary kids side of things... Yeah. I think there's so many approaches you can take when you bring your family to another country. So you have oh, yeah. the missionary families who come mm-hmm. and they don't bring anything and they're kind of like, this is your culture. This is your, you will suck it up and right. just do it. And so I think those kids, 
they're kind of just like they're kind of like forced okay. in a way to kind of like pick up stuff like that. Like one of my like missionary friends, like mm-hmm. his parents wouldn't let him have video games at the house and stuff like that because they're like, if the kids here don't have it, you can't have it. Oh, okay. Whereas my family. I would have people over all the time playing FIFA. <laughs> so, uh, like, you're, okay, so you're doing the, the Xbox FIFA yeah, or whatever. Like, yeah, I'd have people playing FIFA all day. Because obviously, oh, soccer, goodness. like, I'd have people yeah. play, playing FIFA. We'd have movie nights. We'd have right. come over play, people play Wii. Like, there was never this, like, so it wasn't diminishing like, of us. There's no, like, oh, no, like, I'm you're sure, American this bad. No, it was just like. I'm sure you weren't playing Call of Duty, war games, things like that, were you? Or, no, you were like sports, uh, things um, of that culture. They really, 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 really love Call of Duty zombies. They oh they love Call of Duty zombies. Yes. Okay. So your family was uh, not very. Would you say your family was more traditional, or as far as the missionary field, uh, or mm-hmm. or a little bit more um, lenient? I would just say middle ground. Middle ground. Okay. I don't, yeah. I don't really know an answer to that. Okay. I just sure. That's a hard question. Was, yeah. yeah. I I don't really have an answer for that one. Okay. I just I felt like it was just normal. Does that make sense? Right. It's normal. Like, okay. I didn't feel like family wise moving from America to France, to Africa, that there was any change. Mm-hmm. Like, the Gerhardt family has been the same. The only mm-hmm. thing is we've gotten older, but right. it's it's the same no matter where we're at. Right. And so, like, does that make sense? There was yeah. consistency. Like, I would have been playing, I would have been playing FIFA in America, too. Like, okay, does that make sense? Like, mm-hmm. I just, yeah, I, I'm it following. was just normal. We were consistent. Yeah, that's, that's good. Consistency, discipline, um, I, I, just communication. I'm I'm hearing a repetition of these words, guys. So parents that are listening to this right now, you, you take notes on that. Colossians three one and two. Uh, Since you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. So, being a missionary kid, um, were there things that you that you really missed that that you feel like? I think we we talked about a little bit before, but is there something you might have missed out on? That maybe parents who are going to take their kids into the missionary field or into a, into the uh, a mission or a pastor's role, is there anything that maybe you missed out on that you uh, wish your parents included you with? Honestly, like for myself, mm-hmm. or maybe you heard from somebody else too. Um, so like a lot of friends, like I have a couple of like friends who are like athletes. Okay, and so I know for them that was like kind of hard because. Some of them were like, well, what if I had a chance to play in college? Okay. Okay. So but thinking about the, the college. Field, so yeah. that wasn't my own thing. I'm not right. an athlete, but like yeah. really close friend of mine. That kind of like is what happened to him. He ended up being mm-hmm. a walk-on somewhere. But right. like for him, he's like, I'm really good. Okay. But okay. How, like, you know what I mean? So there's that what if, what what if we had stayed? Exactly. You know, and, and scholarships, you're thinking about scholarships, you're thinking about uh, talents, uh, coaching, recognition, you know, things for like sure. that. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, Interesting. Like I mentioned earlier, it's just like there were times that I missed playing on the youth group, man. Okay, so you missed that on the account, yeah. That type of stuff. Um, I think a lot of the things, and I look back, a lot of the things that I was like, "Oh, I'm missing," was like super material and don't really matter in the long run. Sure. Like I don't think me having the new Xbox mm-hmm. in Africa would have changed my experience whatsoever. <laughs> as much as I was like in in Africa, being like, "Oh, dang, I wish I had the Xbox One and not the 360." Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. No. I would have still been playing FIFA with my friends right. in Africa. Like, in the time I was like, dang, if we in America, I have the new Xbox. No, oh, I probably wouldn't have got it then either. So, right. like, I think but, technology has really helped a lot of the missionary families these days because I think we can keep – one thing to keep in mind, my what I'm hearing is, like, uh, parents, don't don't miss out on technology. Don't miss out on that stuff. Don't don't close your family off completely. Let them let them stay socialized. Mm-hmm. Would you say, okay? Yeah. Um, and keep them – let them stay engaged with some of the worlds within certain boundaries, of course, yeah. without being worldly. But um, all right. Were they? Would you say? Um, okay, ask about your parents. Now your parents are probably going to hear this podcast. I'm, I'm sure you're going to share this with them. Yeah. So it's okay if I ask you about, a, about your parents. Sure. All right. So if you could tell your parents, mom, dad, this is a do-over. I wish you had made. What mm-hmm. is a do-over that you would sit back and say, mom, dad, I really wish you had done it differently. I'm going to be very transparent here. Oh, please My do. big do-overs. Yes. Are self-inflicted. Self-inflict. Okay, and I know that I'm not trying to dodge the question no, whatsoever. Okay, yeah, but well, I'm just okay. gonna like again. He's trying. He's trying to make room no, for Christmas. No, yeah. and they would 100 <laughs> percent agree with when I say Good. these things when I send it to them. But mm. um, for example, 
Yes. When I uh, we were in France, as great of an experience as that was, mm-hmm. I don't remember what triggered it, but all of a sudden I got really bad anxiety. Hmm. And I just like it was so bad, like it. I would barely leave the house. Like okay. I stopped like being able to lead worship because I would get panic attacks when I would go lead worship. Okay. And like, I could not figure out how to control it. Okay. And so like. Did, did your parents, like, take you to counseling, or was there medication, anything like that? Or? No medication. They were just trying to help me. Yeah. They had me talk to some people and just kind of, like, figure okay. it out. And eventually, like, I got my act together. Yeah. But, like, that was, like, a self, just, like, I just got in my own head. Right. I just had to, like, realize that, I, like, I don't know. It's just, like, suck it up's not the right word, because that's really harsh. So your but, like, parents are perfect. Is what you're saying? <laughs> no, but um, <laughs> no, no. I'm not. I'm not trying no. to rub anybody here. I'm just. I'm no. just curious. But yeah. So, so okay. So you were self. So this uh, anxiety that you had was something that you wish you didn't have back then. Yeah, because I think even yeah. like the first like one and a half years in Africa, that kind of like still carried over to that. And thankfully, like I'm so glad that I got over it. But it just kind of like that's my biggest do over and like in my life because I know how I got over that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dang, I could have got over that like two right. years ago. Like, I just didn't want to listen because once I listened to what people were telling me to do, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was fine. Okay. Because the number one advice that everybody gave me was just like, you're going to go, you're going to like kind of figure a test chatting up, mm-hmm. but you know you like to do these things. So just do it. And after you do it one or two times, you'll be mm-hmm. fine. And sure enough, when okay. I finally decided to take their advice and I kind of just like pushed through it twice, right, right, right. Haven't had one since. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. I wish I would have listened and not like. So, nah. um, do you think that your family experienced any financial hardships while this that play a role? Oh, I think. I think a lot of I can't say all. I don't want to like say it up. I think right. a lot of people don't want to generalize ministry, everybody. Don't want to generalize, but yeah. I think a lot of people in the ministry field go through those financial times. Okay, I, I hear that, and I'm just want to ask yeah. you from a firsthand experience. Yeah, and so yeah, but. Never once did I think that stuff wasn't going to be provided for. They always did what they could to, like, make things fun, exciting, you know okay. what I mean? Even mm-hmm. in those times. So there was definitely those times. Mm. And were, you, were, your parents trans, were your parents transparent about the financial situation? Yeah, for sure. With okay, me, so, I don't know what to say about my younger siblings. I'm yeah. five years older than my younger sister and seven years older than my brother. Okay. So I'm, like, on the older end of the family. Okay. I am the oldest. Yes. So <laughs> older end of things. I'm the oldest. So for them... Yeah, my dad would be able to sit down. It was a lot of like, I don't think there was, it was when I asked. So they didn't, they didn't come to you with that information. Right. When but you I asked, asked. Yeah, it was like, oh, why not? Mm-hmm. They were willing to have that conversation with me. Interesting. Okay, so 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 parents, I guess, if you're thinking about going to it, so you would, uh, the financial responsibility is a big component of going into a missionary field or uh, you know, into the into the ministry field. Um all right, very cool, very cool. So, uh, the refi- uh, do you know how how was your family financed then? I mean, because so we were financed through donors, through donors. It was all, it was all donors, hundred percent donors, hundred percent donors. So they had to go out there on a limb and ask yes. for money. Yes, we went around. Did they? Did churches they... for two years every Sunday at a different church? <laughs> I, have, I got this picture of you with like a, a you know. Your properly groomed back hair and a three piece suit, maybe and More like, like look khakis at my, and polos, but. khakis and polos, and say, "Yeah, here's my family. Please feed my family." <laughs> Go standing in front of church to church, asking I think for money. That's what a lot of people view it as. Yeah. Um, again, my love for like travel and people. Yeah. I could probably, if my dad started quoting that sermon that he would preach, I could mm-hmm. probably almost quote it. Like I just need like those first two <laughs> words. I could probably. Uh, I could probably uh, just that, quote that whole sermon that he would do, but about asking for money. Well, it was like a sermon. It was a whole like presentation, a whole sermon. like a whole wow. presentation. Okay. I'm bit... Look at my children; they're so awesome. Look, don't you want to sponsor these children? <laughs> these children need your help as we go to Togo. <laughs> but yeah, we that, <laughs> we went around, and it was it was an adventure. There are some wow. there's some funny stories about people we met, things that have happened. Uh, but God provides, and I okay. think that's a big thing. Like, if you're in his will, he'll provide, and whether that's on the mission field or not, that's just the truth. If you're in his will, he will provide. Yes. If you're not in his will, yeah. there might be some consequences to get you back in his will. Okay. But I believe that if you're in his will, he will provide. Wow. 
that that's pretty strong. That's pretty strong. So so financial is a huge financial component to being yes. a missionary missions kid or a ministry child. Not all mission organizations family. are like that. I just want to point yeah. that out. That's just yeah the one that fitted what my parents were wanting to do and everything, right. and that involved raising support. Not every mission organization does that. Some mission organizations like a 50-50 thing. Right. It all depends. So if you're looking, Amy you got to look for one that believes what you believe, gives you the ability to do what you want to do. There's a whole lot of components there, but Amy and I, before our, uh, we had one child at the time. I think it was one, maybe two kids at the time. We were looking at going into the missions field in the Philippines. We had been invited to do some research on it, and then we found out like the responsibility, the financial responsibility was huge. It was too much for us. We are not the kind of people to go out in front of audiences and ask for money. I'm not somebody who goes out and grubs for money. I, I, I just don't. I don't want to say your dads were grubbing for money, but your your family. But but I I am I feel like I'm doing that. I feel like that's part of it. Some people is very natural and calm and. And, but for this you guys, this is really funny because yeah. my dad. So like you hear me, I'm like super obnoxious yeah. and loud. Yeah, my dad is not and loud. <laughs> my dad is not. No, me, my dad personality wise, mm-hmm. polar opposites. What? He's introverted. He loves to study, and and I so love my dad. So like this was out of his comfort zone. This is not this stretched him. This stretched him like crazy. This is Holy not cow. like. So he had to protect you. Financially, and your in the and your brother sister and your and your and your mom had to protect all of you financially. Had yep. to protect you through the communication. Had to be open and transparent and honest the whole time, um, and had to stay true to the gospel. Number one, all that. That's Indeed. and I don't say this to scare families away, no. but I think people there's a reality that sometimes people think they see uh, maybe a movie they see Hollywood style versions of yeah. going out and living out there in the fields. Uh, you know, oh the children got to go save the children. There's yeah. more to it than that. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, and like now that I'm older and I, I look back on those things mm-hmm. and even have conversations about some of the things now because like now that like I'm learning about like budgeting, things like that, I talk right. to my dad. And okay. And it's just like even for my own per- – like I still – I call my parents every weekend mm-hmm. and sometimes it's just for fun talk. Sometimes it's like, hey, dad, like tell right. me about like this. Tell me about that. And like now that I'm older, like knowing all the stuff that he's done for our family and provide right. and all that stuff, like – I 100% know that he'll always guide me in the right direction mm-hmm. because he guided our family in the right direction. Do you ever feel that you or your siblings, that your identification was ever lost in who you are? Oh, I mean, ups and downs all the time, okay. even to this day. Still today. So still everything that happened in the past is impacting you today. Oh, 100%. Okay. And sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. Um, it took me until maybe 2018, 2019, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To really embrace that I was a pastor's commissionary kid. Okay. Fully. So, like, I loved it growing up. I yes. was like, this is great. Awesome. And then when I came back to America my senior year, started going to college, I was like, I started, like, like I said, I started, like, just, like, kind of, like, oh, look at all the stuff I missed out. I started being Eeyore. I was like, oh, Eeyore. I didn't get to do this. Eeyore. Oh, I didn't get to do this. Oh. What was me? But then oh, it was, James. like, a 180. I forget. I don't remember the thing. But it was, like, somebody was asking me about my life. And I told them. And like the look on their face of just like, that's crazy. It made me sit back and be like, oh gosh, like I'm actually super blessed. Right. But even today, like now they're not as drastic as like it was back then when I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is stupid. Like blah, blah, blah. No, it's more like sometimes I'm like, oh dang, I was a missionary kid and pastor's kid. Mm-hmm. I still am a missionary's kid and pastor's right, kid. Right. You still are. Yeah. You like, always will be. That's I the thing. I always will be. It's, you always will be. My girls will always be PKers. Yep. They will always be pastors' kids. Now, whether they marry somebody in the ministry, that's up to them. God has a position for them. I don't know what's going to happen to them. Am I going to be ashamed if they don't? No. I'm going to be proud of whatever what they do because I can see that they're, they're what, what God is leading their lives into uh, medical fields. One of them is going to be a teacher. You know, uh, my third one, big question mark right now, but she's still she's in high school. Is the, you know. But um, so so yeah, I, I think parents need to make sure that you are always uplifting your kids. Parents, if you are not lifting up your kids daily, uh, then you need to start that yesterday. You need to jump on that. You need to be always, you know, just doing things. And are they going to be perfect? No, because we've had episodes, parent podcast about rearing chi- kids. You know, yeah. uh, uh, you know, disciplining our kids, mistakes they make. You know, talking about even a series we did uh, the whole series about puberty. You know, right. <laughs> that's, that was that was a no. fun one. Yay! Yeah. Um, you know, but those. So so you need to be always invested in your kids somehow, some way. I mean, like I look back even before like mm-hmm. missionary and pastor was a thing, even in the in the brains of people. Mm-hmm. This picture of me one years old with a guitar in my hand. 
because hmm. I kicked during a guitar part at a concert. Mm-hmm. From the time I was a little the guitar player guy that was at yeah. our church, yeah, he had his guitar, and as a little kid, I would just stare at it, wow. and then I would try to strum it, mm. and then someone got me a little toy guitar, and I would just never put it down. Wow. And so then, even just like something as little as that, as they just saw, they're like, our one-year-old, two-year-old has this odd obsession with guitars. Mm-hmm. And then when I got old enough and they started asking around, it's like, hey, is James old enough to like take lessons? They put me into lessons. But mm-hmm. like, observe, like we talk about like, um, April talks about like love languages last week and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But like, just observe your kid, even if they're two years mm-hmm. old, if you see that they're just yes. like, it might not turn anything. But like, at the same time, I have not put a guitar down. There are things you probably have put down, but oh. there's a lot of things that you you've kept too. There are a few things exactly. You sort of a uh, you sort of zero in exactly. On that. So awesome. like when you're yeah. talking about just like observing your kids, mm-hmm. I'm like, even if they're two years old, observe yeah. them because you don't know. <laughs> exactly. You don't know. Would you consider um, PKs and MKs different from quote unquote regular kids? 100, percent and that's okay. That's okay. Uh, I love that answer. That was like that was like without hesitation. They are different, but that's okay. All right, man. Wow, that was I was not expecting you to answer that fast. That that is that was like boom. <laughs> That's like a big deal of my thing. It's yeah. like, like I said, I went through the thing when people would be like, "What does your dad do?" Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, "College professor." Because <laughs> he was, college, he is, he's he college, is. I mean, he college is college professor but, in Togo, <laughs> right? But and I was like, wait, why? Like, mm-hmm. why? 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 Like literally, I just mm-hmm. like I'm like this is stupid. <laughs> and then that's when I like I was just like. Mm-hmm. That's right. My dad trains pastors in Zambia right now. Heck yeah. Okay. <laughs> Go dad. Go dad. Um, uh, do you see as far as, um, did you notice any any challenges between your mom and dad? Uh, as, a, as a, I mean, baby, I, as, as a child, did you observe anything that happened um, that might have been like, this is a heads up. If you're going to the missions fields or missions or, or ministry field with your family, uh, husband, wives, um, this is something to be aware that could happen. I mean, every couple has their right. things. And I think, I don't. Listen, from a child's perspective. From a child's yeah, perspective. Yeah. Those there was obviously like arguments here and there, or yeah. even just like, I don't even say arguments, discussions. Discussions. Just about stuff yeah. because, like, okay. especially in other cultures. Right. But, they could be arguments. But yeah. my dad loves my mom. Mm-hmm. more than anything in this world mm-hmm. and like it never like ended bad you know what i mean mm-hmm. like right i think it was at this just like healthy marital discussions like mm-hmm. i'm not married yeah. i don't know what those are but from what i observed that's why i'm asking there you. was no like oh no what did you see scary like oh no i was just like oh mom and dad are discussing things they'll be fine okay like there was never like <gasps> there wasn't a question mark no, there was and, no question yeah. mark ever okay. like it was hmm. very I don't know. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, no. I'm just from from an, you know, a bird's eye view. Yeah, because it, like, it's hard to see when when couples are talking. You know, Cassie we're and seeing. Boas would say the same thing. <laughs> That's my brother's sister. Sorry, oh, his name. Okay. I was okay. Like, they would say the same thing. It's like yeah. there's like it's just like brothers and sisters. Like mm-hmm. I'll fight with my brother, but there's no like. Right. Cassie's not there. Like, oh no, James and Boaz, <laughs> they're gonna hate each other. No, it's fine. It is what it is. Oh, oh. no, but yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Um, were there any other challenges that you know your parents had? From from again from I the think, child's perspective, what, no, did you see I any think, challenges? I think there's so many like my mom even to this day. So my family just kind of got over a typhoid and a whole bunch of like these like issues lately. They like right. all went through like this really bad like sickness oh, or hospitalized all yeah. this stuff. But like even to this day, and at this point, people know we love Africa. Like it's nothing new to people. Mm-hmm. But there's still people commenting like, "Why are you there? Why would you bring your family there?" Mm. That's so, stupid. Okay, so that's the, not safe. Wow. Okay. Like that's. That, that's not healthy conversation to have to be a part of. Right. You don't want that in your right. And yeah. so, like, and like, I think it was our second time going to like a donor church. Okay, uh, someone came up and they're like, "You're not really going to bring your kids to Africa, are you? You're, you're going to leave mother. them behind, well, right?" They're like, "You're going to be you're a bad mother for bringing your kids to Africa." And so, like, hmm. I think some of the hardships, like, I know my mom took that stuff to heart and prayed about it and then delivered to the Lord because um, um, this is going to be a little like hot topic alert. Oh, okay. I think that if you and your spouse are called to missions. Mm-hmm. Your kids are, and so okay. even if they're not necessarily the most like willing, mm-hmm. while they're under your roof, they're mm-hmm. also called. Wow. Okay. So if and you... that's a hot take. That's yes. something that I 100 percent believe, mm. and that that's just from observation and growing up. Like, if I'm have kids and me and my wife are called, and like 100 percent, like you have to make sure you're on the same page. Like this isn't just like oh I think I'm called. No, like 
if you have that burning and in your soul and you know that, oh, God is calling me to mm-hmm. do something, he mm-hmm. will like, like kind of like how he will provide. Wow. He will make it work. And so like, I don't care if your kids are 16. If you feel, and, and that is there and you're like, I am called, like, mm-hmm. if you, it'll if, be okay. As, as, a, as a couple, as a marital couple, if you're called, your kids are called. Yes. I, I'm sure there are some... That's a hot take. That's a hot take. So I'm sure there are kids who would disagree with you. Well, oh, kids will well, 100% disagree with absolutely. me. Absolutely. <laughs> like, I would have no! disagreed with myself probably. Go I don't know. Kicking and screaming. <laughs> um, how do you console a, a child that, that disagrees? Or do you just say, tough luck, suck it up? I don't think cup. tough luck, suck it up at all. I think that's where your job as a parent, hopefully, uh, if they're 16, that you've built a good relationship yes. with them up to that point. Okay. So it's all I don't bit, think yeah. it should necessarily be a support prize either does that make sense hey guess what we're going this weekend so like my dad's like we're gonna be missionaries now my my family's case my dad was already Mm -hmm. a pastor so ministry wasn't like some big switch right right but there's still just like i don't think it should be a surprise like there should be like some things there should be like there should be conversations before you say hey we're going Mm -hmm. that are to be had right especially with older kids but like Mm -hmm. i 100 percent inclusion a hill i will die on and i will never change is that (laughs) (laughs) wow because I actually, I forget, I think it was like two, three years ago, um, there was a missionary family, and they had a 13-year-old boy who did yeah. not want to go. Okay, 13-year-old did not want to go. Did right. not want to go. Right. And they were at a missionary conference, and they were like, James, can you talk? And like, mm. I have such How a special- How old were you? you, you were I was like 19 at this 19, point. okay. And so I have like such a special spot in my heart for sure. pastor kids, missionary kids. Sure. Like, I was one, like, right. and I understand. But like, that's what I told him. I was like, hey, bro. Listen, how do you receive I know that? you're 13 and I know like all these things, but I'm like, I promise you yeah. that God's plan for your life right. is way bigger than what you think right now. And I'm like, you are 13. You're not even in high school yet. Right. I was like, it's like, I like, I kind of like sound out. I was like, it's going to be okay. And my big thing mm-hmm. was just emphasizing like, you don't know God's plan. Like wow. this, this isn't what I expected mm-hmm. whatsoever. Like, and like looking back, I I still to this day can't believe the things mm-hmm. that I got to do and the things I got to experience, bad, good, all of it. Like, it's just wild. Mm-hmm. But it has equipped me for so much and it has changed. Why do I love people? Why do I love the things I do? Like, it is because my family were missionaries. I don't know what James Gerhardt would be if I would have stayed in America. I have zero idea. And that's why I told the kid, I was like, listen, man, you don't know what you're going to be when you come back at 18. Right. You don't know what you're going to be like at 25. You don't know the type of husband that you're going to end up being because you're on the mission field and do stuff mm. like this. Like, okay, it just has changed. Like, I am James Gerhardt mm-hmm. because of those things. Okay, that's your identity, and part of your identity is yes, the and field. that is okay. And like, yeah. and I told the parents. The parents were like, when I, he actually by the end, like, I think they're on the field right now, and he's loving it. Mm-hmm. But like, okay, I understand. Like, 13, that's hard. Mm, but like, we hard. just sat down. He like cried, and I was just like. Just like, I was just answering his questions as he threw them. He was like, well, what about this? And I was like, hey, man, well, listen, like, what about my friends? Hey, where you're going, mm-hmm. they don't speak English, but there's 13-year-old boys mm-hmm. who like playing Xbox just as much as you. Mm. <laughs> and you're going to find them, mm-hmm. and you're going to learn how to speak the language there, mm-hmm. and you're not going to think twice about it, and you'll miss your friends. But yeah. no offense to my pre-missionary friends, right. there is one that I keep in contact with. There is one friend out of my one. whole friend group. And it's not that we're not friendly. If I was in town, we'd probably grab coffee or something. Right. But I have one friend. Hey, you know, I went to a school. And he's school. actually going to be moving down here to move in with me. He's going to snowbird with me this winter. But I have one friend. Awesome. awesome. I have one friend from that time period of my life that has stuck with me and, like, been my best friend. But, but I, like, I'm not sad about that. It's just. Yeah. I graduated from high school. At eight years old, I was like, oh, what about these people? <laughs> I know. Oh, I'm going to miss them so much. And I miss them. But then, again, you make friends. Right. I, I graduated in a class of 314 kids my senior year, 314 seniors, um, in uh, 1994, and class 94, out the door. Loved, I, I loved it, man. We had These are a lot of guys I knew from elementary, even preschool, like, like people like neighborhood kids, you know, and, and elementary, middle school, high school, people I just knew. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, relationships change. But you're right. I, I, I didn't think about that. But you know what? You're right, though. How many of those 314 other seniors... Do I keep in contact with like one? So, you yeah. know, it, it, that's, the, that's the honest truth. You know, God, God calls us in different directions. And parents, I yeah. don't think there's anything that your kid can throw at you mm-hmm. as like excuses to why you shouldn't go on the mission field Ooh. that are valid. 
Oh my goodness. There's nothing that your kids can throw at you that's going to be valid enough to take derail um, God's calling field, on your God's life. calling on your family. Cuz I don't I don't cuz again, if you're not called, don't go. Yeah. The mission field doesn't want you if you're not called. Boom. But if you are called, mm-hmm. there's nothing that your kids can say that is valid. This is where we need a camera because you, you're intense. I, I am very you, passionate you about very this passionate. subject. Yeah, there's, I wish you could look right into a camera right now <laughs> and just say, parents, don't go if you're not called. But parents, if you are called, there's nothing that's going to hold you back, especially your own kids. Um, because your kid, God will bring them on board uh, through through everything. So the lessons lessons that I've heard, uh, I'm hearing from you basically um, – I want to wrap this up, man. Yeah, I, I, this is a great yes. spot to, to. This is a. This has been awesome. I, I um, so so glad you were able to do this, Mike. And I, I feel bad that next week um, we have to take the mic away from you again. Hey, listen, it's okay. It's I'll just okay. Be, sheesh, what up in the background? <laughs> in the background. <laughs> um, so this is what I'm here. So just to wrap it all up, we're talking about here. Uh, you know, bringing your kids and your family into the missionary or uh, missions field uh, or the mission uh, or the ministry field. Um, uh, communication, gotta 100%. have communication um, with God first, with your spouse, and then with your children. But that should be going on starting right now, anyways. I also want to point out, like when my dad felt called mm-hmm. on the mission field, and he brought it up to my mom, mm-hmm. because again, it's like a you and God thing, you right. and your spouse, and then your kids. Yes, you gotta make sure it's that order, not you, your kids, then your right. spouse. It's God, you. But my mom had like this sense and stuff that she'd been praying about, about like opportunities and stuff that was mm. in America. And like, mm-hmm. she had already kind of had that on her heart too, mm. because again, God will equip you. And so that's mm. why like, if you that right. Yeah. Like that goes back to everything I've already said, but it's so important. Yeah. God spouse. <laughs> so communicate with God, communicate with spouse, communicate with children in that order. Financial responsibility is going to be a huge burden. It's going to be massive, uh, but it's nothing that God can't handle. For sure. Well, God is a creator of money. For right? sure. Um, and then also just, uh, get ready to, to um, buffer your kids a little bit. It's gonna be it's gonna be a challenge. It's gonna be something that it, it, it was worth. It. I, I'm not even gonna ask you. Was it all worth it? Of course it was. Me and my family yeah. are so close. Yeah. And the reason we're so close because I 100 percent believe if we stayed in America, mm-hmm. we want to be this close. Not that I would hate them. Right. But all the stuff you've been through and the stuff we've gone through together and the ways we've seen God work and provide mm-hmm. have just created a glue and cement in my family's relationship. Right. That. I'm so thankful because not every 24-year-old has this sort of relationship with their parents. And I'm super blessed because of that. And it's not come without like frustrations and stuff. But Advice from a 24-year-old uh, missionary kid. <laughs> that That is a, that is a awesome, awesome thing to say. Awesome. Cool. Well, um, James, I want to close all up. But, uh, would you mind? Oh, well, well okay. Well, I, I did have one other question. I, I, I had a little small print there. <laughs> Um, would you, would you advise families to do short-term missions field first, like a, like a one week, two week local abroad before they go full-time ministry? I think that is a very, uh, I think it depends what type of missions trip you're kind of doing. Um, if you're going for a work trip, don't make it a vacation. Okay. If you're wanting to train pastors, don't Mm -hmm. go to Honduras Mm -hmm. and like help with kids. Because it's not the same. It's not the same. Because then you'll be like, oh, this is great. This is but awesome. you're not actually like And then like pastors. five days later, you're back on a plane, back in the States. Right. And yeah. so um, big thing is like the mission trips. Mission trips are yeah. great and stuff for pictures. But if you're seriously considering like stuff, mm. make sure your attitude going in is a work trip and not like vacation. But I would 100% do that. Like my parents went and they went to Togo for a week. We weren't able to go, just scheduling lineup. But they went for a week and was able to like see where we'd be living, kind yeah. of meet some of the local pastors, ask them, it's like, what would mission, what would, what would mission life look like? It's kind of, mm-hmm. it would be like if you went to a job, like, and your employer starts about to employ you, like, you start asking questions. Yes. So go and, like, ask the missionaries on the field, what are the challenges? Mm-hmm. Like, a lot I'm of research. Coming, I'm coming to do this. What are some things that you see as being issues? What are some things you see as being, like, awesome? Mm-hmm. Like, have your questions planned out. And so when you go on that short-term business trip plan, you're not going without a plan. Have a plan. That's my have advice. Have a plan. All right. So have a plan. <laughs> have a plan, please. All that to say, yeah, have a plan. Um, man, this has been... Jane, man, thank you so much for for all this. This has been uh, so, so cool to be a part of. And I mean, I'm I, I very thankful for everything that you and your family have done 
and continue to do for for the mission field and and, yeah. and going forward. And uh, it has definitely made an impact on your life, and is making impacts on lives today in the states, even though. Yeah. Your parents aren't here. And if you guys would like to support my family's ministry, I'll have a link in the bio for you guys. My dad is the chancellor of a ambassador at International University over in Zambia, and it's a great way to just train right. pastors to just take the gospel to their towns and villages all over the continent of Africa. So I'll put that link in the description for y'all. Yes, please do. Um, a couple other links to be aware of. Of course, we, we always have um, axis.org, A-X-I-S.org, great uh, relational material, how to start. If you, have, if you don't have communication with your family already, um, then this is a great place to go to start dialogue, uh, sort of like uh, prompt impromptu discussions. Also, you can always email us, tc3parent at tc3.church with any questions that you have, and we will try to get those answers as fast as we can back to you. <clears throat> um, so, hey, James, would you mind just closing some prayer today and just uh, sure. praying for all those who are you know, making this decision or considering it? For sure. Dear God, at the end of this day, um, thank you for the opportunity we have to just like talk, and to just discuss things and help others. Um, I pray for those families that are praying about whether or not to be on the mission field or what to do or where to go. I pray that you'll just make it so apparent on what your mission for them in their life is, God, so that when they dive in, that there's no regrets, and that they know you're, you are there and you are present and in their mission and in their goal. Um, I pray for the families that are having a hard time, maybe trying to figure this all out. I pray that you just give them peace. Um, I pray... And just, God, it's, you create an amazing adventure for us, God. And um, thankful, I'm thankful for my opportunities, and I pray for the people who have opportunities right now that they will also just be blessed by them. And help all of our parents who are listening to have a good week. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, everybody. Hey, thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, you would do us a huge favor if you would be sort of like a mini missionary with us and like, share, and subscribe to our parent podcast and definitely please share this information because there's probably a lot of families out there that may have been thinking about this and uh this is a great place to start um because james is the expert in everything um so thankful to have him on board with us here on staff and uh man we look forward to hearing back or hearing from you guys and and listening in and we'll be back next week take care bye-bye peace Hey, parents, thanks for listening. Subscribe, share, and make sure to leave a review. If you want more content, search tc3.church on YouTube. There you will find tons of things from music, Bible lessons for kids, and even past sermons. Thanks again, and we will see you next week.